The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that we discussed many times that even though the main Indian of Rashi on Torah is to explain Pshute Shal Mikra, as emphasized in Rashi's words himself in a number of places, nevertheless, there is also included and hinted in Rashi amazing aspects of the other parts of the Torah, as the Shaloh explains, and this includes also the secrets of the Torah, Rosin Isa. As it's known what the Alter Rebbe said, that Pirish Rashi and Chumash is Yeno Shal Torah, is the wine of Torah. It's understood that since this is true regarding all of the aspects of Rashi on Torah, this is certainly true in regards to the first statement of Rashi ala Torah, as we generally find at the beginning of many different uh, inyanim, that in the beginning is always emphasized what it's all about. It's also understood that the concept of Yenushal Torah and the Hirah that will be found in this first statement, since it's the beginning to the Pirush of all of Torah Shabiksav, so it won't only be in regards to a certain aspect and a certain detail, but rather it's going to be in something very relevant to all of Torah and Mitzvahs. So the Rebbe says, Rashi starts off his Pirush ala Torah by saying, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Really, the Torah should have not started other than with the Pasuk, in other words, with the first mitzvah that Yidna commanded. Why does the Torah start with Bereshus, with the story of creation? So Rashi brings, this is because of Koyach Masov Higid La'amoy. This is based on a Pasuk, that Hashem is coming to tell the strength of his actions to his people, for the purpose, in order to give them the inheritance of the nations. That means Hashem is coming and telling us about the creation of the world, so that we should have an answer, a response to the Goyim, that if the Goyim will come along to the Yidden and say, you are thieves, that you conquered the lands of the seven nations. The Yidin will respond that the whole world belongs to Hashem. He created it. He gives it to whoever is suitable in his eyes. It was with his desire that he gave it to them to begin with. And it's with his desire that he takes it from them and he gives it to us. Says the Rebbe, the Hoyrah, the Yenu Shal Torah, the wine of Torah in this is, is self-evident. It's obvious. That a person shouldn't be impacted and shouldn't be nispalled from things that are in opposition to the fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs. And therefore, when the Goyim come with an argument to Bnei Yisrael, that they don't need to fulfill the commands of the Torah, since in their opinion these are things that are opposite of logic and justice, etc., just like their argument in regards to the conquering of Eretz Yisrael, that clearly this was also a command of Hashem. And the Goyim come along and try to argue with us. So the Yidden shouldn't be affected by this. On the contrary, we should strengthen ourselves in the fulfillment of Torah and Mitzvahs. And to respond that this is the will of Hashem. And by fulfilling Torah and Mitzvahs, we are fulfilling what Hashem wants. And therefore, it's not relevant at all that the logic of a human being doesn't understand it, etc. However, says the Rebbe, this is a general Hayra from the general idea of what Rashi is telling us, but it's understood that also in the details that Rashi tells us, and again, especially in the first sentence, there is hoirois, 
And as said before, it needs to be very general hoiroys, as this is the opening of Rashi. Says the Rebbe, a very important and fundamental detail in this Rashi is the posseg that he brings. Koyach ma'asov higid la'amoy loses lohem nachlas goyim. Because this is the basis for negating the argument of the Goyim. So it's clear that this detail is coming to show us and to teach us a very general hayrah in the service of Hashem. So we need to understand, number one, what is the particular hayrah? Also, what does it mean, koyach of higid la'amoy? In other words, the idea is that we're trying to explain that when we know that this is all the actions of Hashem, that Hashem created the world, so, therefore, we understand that it's obviously um, within the right of Hashem to give the, that which the Goyim had originally, to give it to the Yidin. What's the idea that needs to be added to the word Koyach Mais of Shalakodesh Baruch? In other words, the Koyach, the power or the might of Hashem's actions, why not just Hashem's actions, Hashem's creation? Another question that Rebbe has is on the word Higid. A more common expression would be Omar, as in our Parsha. We have this a number of times, words like Vayoymer Elikim. And in this very statement itself, it's, Rashi brings, Oimrim, we say to them. In other words, this should be the regular common expression, or Diber, or Siper. Why this expression Higid? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by first explaining the idea of Eretz Yisrael Beruchnius. The special advantage and quality of Eretz Yisrael is, as the Pasuk says, this is the land upon which Hashem's eyes are from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. That means Hashem's hashgacha, Hashem's supervision there is in a more revealed way than in the rest of the world. Meaning that even Begashmias, what Eretz Yisrael is about, is that there is felt the light of godliness in a more revealed way. Furthermore, since the eyes of Hashem are upon the land, so really on its own, if not for the free choice of man, really in such a place there's no room at all for bad and anything the opposite of Kedusha. Because as the expression is about Hashem, the Pasuk says, naim Hashem has pure eyes from seeing bad. So a place where Hashem's eyes are upon this place is not shayich to bad on its own. From this we understand that the idea of Eretz Yisrael Beruchni is in the avoid of a person. To Hashem indicates the idea of the perfection of avoid and fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs, bringing down godliness into the world, negating bad, etc. This is also hinted in the name Eretz Yisrael, the Razal tell us. Why is it called Eretz? Because Sherotz is from the word of Rotzain that it wants to do the will of Hashem. Also, the word Yisroel indicates on the idea of Torah and Mitzvah, as it's known that the word Yisroel is an abbreviation for Yesh, Shishim, Ribui, Oisius, La Torah, that the Torah has 600,000 letters, which in the Torah, of course, through all these letters, we also have the Mitzvah. So the word Yisroel represents all of Torah and Mitzvah. However, as it is, just as it is in the simple story, that Eretz Yisroel was originally in the portion of shame. And then the Kanani conquered it, and in order to transform it and to return it from a land of Canaan and make it into an Eretz Yisroel, it needed to be conquered from the seven nations. So to Beruchnius, that in addition to the general idea of Eretz Yisroel 
in our Ruchni is the Ka'avoyda, which we just explained is the general idea of fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs in a perfect way. There's also a concept of conquering the land, Beruchnius. What is that about? That is in addition to the avoid of Kiyum, Atoyre, and Mitzvah itself, which is Eretz Yisroel. Spiritually, each and every one of us have the obligation of Kol Ma'asecha Yiyu L'Shem Shemayim were commanded. That all of our activities, all of our deeds need to be for the sake of Hashem. Bechol Drochecha Do'eyu. In everything that we do, we need to know Hashem. That means to say, to serve Hashem, not only through davening and learning Torah and fulfilling His mitzvahs, but also in everything that we do. Seemingly in the mundane things that we do throughout the 24 hours of the day, even those things that we're doing for our body and for, our phys- for the physical benefit, this also needs to be done for Hashem. And this needs to be done in the most perfect and greatest way, to the extent that all of our Gashmi's Dika things are completely subservient and united with Elikus. In other words, that their whole existence is transformed to Kedusha, and that the Gashmi's is not felt at all as, a, as, as an independent thing. And not only because of the tremendous of, amount of Kedusha that's shining in it, meaning just because the person is completely dedicated to Elikus in a way of do'eyu, of knowing Hashem, and completely bound and tied, but rather that it come, we come to realize that the Gashmi is the thing by itself, on its own, became a matter of Kedusha. The whole Gashmi is all about the Kedusha. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, the idea of the conquering is not only by dealing with our mundane things, in, and in elevating them to Kedusha. But furthermore, that every once in a while, the Yid, so to speak, steals from those times that are designated for eating, drinking, and sleeping. And he conquers them. He takes some of that to spend more time on his learning Torah, on his fulfilling of mitzvahs. Says the Rebbe, this is also the idea of conquering Eretz Yisroel in our Avoide Ruchnius. In other words, conquering our worldly things from Umayisoylam representing also from the conduct, from the ways of the world, and making it into an Eretz Yisroel. In other words, making also the Gashmis of the world that seemingly there's no mitzvah in regards to that. And yet to conquer that and transform it into Kedusha. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we'll understand the Pizgum of Rabbi Seinu Nesiyeinu, the Pizgum of the Rabbeim, in response to the, when, when people asked about going up to Eretz Yisroel, the Rabbeim would answer, Mach do Eretz Yisroel. Make over here into Eretz Yisroel. So the Rebbe says, what's the idea of this? In other words, we're not only speaking about making an Eretz Yisroel, Beruchni is telling the person you should be fulfilling Torah and Mitzvahs. But it also means the spiritual avoid of conquering Eretz Yisroel. As we just said, Mach do Eretz Yisroel. Make it into an Eretz Yisroel. Conquer this place. Transform the worldliness of Chutz Laaretz itself. In other words, even when you're involved in mundane things and physical things, physical needs, but you should do it in a way of that it's a Ritzoyne Shalmakim, that this is what Hashem wants. In other words, revealing Hashem's light, Hashem's desire in the Gashmi is the world, which is, is, is the idea of Makim. In other words, the literal idea of Makim, which represents our physical world, which is made up of space, transform that into Kedusha. Says the Rebbe, however, we find that when the Yidin were going to conquer Eretz Yisroel, what happened was, there was the Chet HaMeragam, the sin of the spies. What was their argument? They said, we can't conquer Eretz Yisroel. And they said, Ki chazak hu mimenu. 
Now simply, means that uh, people in Canaan are stronger than us. But the Razal tell us that the Meraglim were saying that that even Hashem, the Balabais, cannot take out his vessels, his kalim, in other words, these goyim, out of this place. That even Hashem, so to speak, can't conquer Eretz Yisrael. And the question, of course, is, what happened over here? How could there be such an extreme change by these Meraglim from one extreme to the other? In their spiritual state, originally we're told about them, that Kshedim Hoyu, that they were pious, they were proper people, and now they're denying the ability of Hashem. Furthermore, they themselves are calling Hashem the Baal Habayis, even when they're saying what they're saying. But they're calling Hashem the Baal Habayis. So how could they not believe in Hashem's ability to conquer Eretz Yisrael? So the explanation, says the Rebbe, in Ruchnius, the Kavoida, we can explain it in the following way. What they were saying was, how could we conquer Eretz Yisrael? Which means, as we said before, to serve Hashem by conquering even the physical things and transforming the Mamish into Kedusha to the extent that the Gashmis has no room for itself. Their argument is as follows. Hashem is the one that created the body. Hashem is the one that creates all physical things. Hashem is the one that commands in the Torah. We need to guard our life. We need to guard our health. It's a din in the Rambam. That the fact that the body needs to be healthy and complete, this itself is part of serving Hashem. It's not what the Baal Shem Tov says. Famous Torah of the Baal Shem Tov on the Pesach, that when you see the donkey of your enemy, you should go along and help him. But the Baal Shem Tov translated this, the Chamoir as being our physical material body. That we need to go ahead and we need to work with our body. Help it along and not break it. It's known also what the Mizritcher Magid said. That when there's a little hole in the goof, that causes a big hole in the Neshama. Meaning to say that we do need to take care of our Gashmis and be concerned about our Gashmis. That Azal also tells us we can't rely on miracles. That means that nature, Gashmis, this is something that the Abish just said in the world. And seemingly it does take up a, 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 an important role. So these Gashmias, the things, this is what the Miraglim are saying, these are the Kalim of Hashem himself. And when we get involved with Gashmias, this is what Hashem wants. So how could the Nefesh kiss? yes, the Nefesh kiss is a part of Hashem, but how can we go ahead and conquer these things and negate the, their Gashmias, the Kamitsis of what they are, and to now say that the only thing is Kedusha, this seems to be the opposite of the nature that Hashem himself put into these things. Furthermore, since Hashem created the nature of the world in a way that this does take up its own space, it has its own function, seemingly this is the rotsin of Hashem, that Hashem wants the gashmis of the world, and He wants the physicality of it. So how is it even possible to bring ruchnis and kedusha into it? These, these things are seemingly not kalim for the whole concept of kedusha. Their whole function is a different one. It's about materialism and gashmis and so on. In other words... Since Hashem is koil yochel, Hashem could do anything, so it seems to be that Hashem limited it, even himself, so to speak, that even though he is the balabais, that he is the boss, he is the owner, and yet he limited himself, that he cannot take out his kalim, that he cannot release these gashmis from what they're meant to be. This is similar to what Razal tell us, there's a Gemara that speaks about a shavua that Hashem made, and the Gemara over there are speaking about that Hashem himself is sort of, com- sort of complaining, I can't release myself from this Shavuah. 
And therefore their argument is, if this is the way Hashem set it up, it seems to be, it cannot be changed. So the Miraglim are saying that the Yidden need to stay in the Midbar, serve Hashem through doing Torah and mitzvahs, but not by conquering Eretz Yisrael. And in fact, by this argument of staying in the Midbar, we also see this idea. What's the idea of a Midbar? Simply, it's a place where people are not living. It's a place where you're not sowing and planting. There's no water, etc. Beruchni is this would mean upstate, a place where the person doesn't have to be involved in Gashmizdika things, in dealing with the world and settling the world. And this is the argument of their miraglim, the avoid of the Abishter is possible, fulfilling Torah and only when you're fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs. And that itself is only when you're in a desert type of situation away from the world, when you are free from the involvement of the physical, the necessities of the guf. But to come into the land of the nations, in other words, when you need to deal with the Gashmias, seemingly, since this is the Kalim, the vessels of Hashem, this is the way Hashem set up the nature of the world, so we can't conquer it, we can't take it under the domain of Kedusha and to nullify the Gashmias completely. Says the Rebbe, but the truth of the matter is, they made a very, very big mistake, because the whole purpose of why Hashem created all these Gashmias, the good things. And the whole purpose of why Hashem told us to deal with these things and to be involved is really to bring Kedusha into it. Because Nesava HaKadosh Baruch Hashem had the desire that he should have a dira betachtoinim. And the whole fact that any of these Gashmi's, the things seem to have, take up any room is only in order that we should be able to fulfill Hashem's will to take from these lowliest things, from these Gashmi's, the things, and make it a dira for Hashem. And as the Razal tell us that all the matters of the world we're only created for the sake of Torah, which is called Rashis, and for the sake of Yisrael, which are called Rashis. And therefore, it's understood that really, if we look at the ultimate purpose of everything, of course they are Kalim for the light of Kedusha. And therefore, not only Yidin are able to, but they're obligated to conquer the, the, the land of the nations and to make it all into an Eretz Yisrael. And I said before, but it's, that it's specifically through this that we are fulfilling the will of Hashem, to make out of the Tachtoinim, the lowest of the low, a place for Hashem, and even more than in the avoid of things that are Kedusha from the beginning. This is the what Hashem wants. Says the Rebbe, similar to this argument of the Miraglim, from this also comes down, this argument that the Goyim say, as Rashi says, that is, when a Yid goes ahead and starts learning and davening and fulfilling mitzvahs, and he's not involved in dealing with and settling the world, when he's in that sort of spiritual state, then perhaps the Goyim could agree that yes, he could feel the light of Kedusha and godliness then. But when you're involved in the world, say the Goyim, this is a place where it's not Shaykh to serve Hashem. And therefore in these times, you need to deal with the world in accordance to the way the world runs, in accordance to the way the Gashmias is on its own. And therefore the Goyim say to the Yidden, listimatim, you're robbers, that you're conquering the lands of the seven nations, meaning to say that in matters of Gashmias and the lands of the seven nations, don't mix in Kedusha over here, don't come with your Avoides Hashem over here. Since these have the natures and the setups where Hashem has made, this is the way Hashem decided, Hashem is the one that gave it to them. In other words, Hashem is the one that established all these Gashmias. And on the contrary, they say they have a certain precedence over matters of Torah and mitzvahs. As we even see the order within Torah, that it starts with Bereshus, meaning we speak about first the creation of the world and the way the world runs, and only after a very tremendous arichos of more than a full chumash, only then comes the mitzvah of Achoydish 
However, the Rebbe says, of course, all this argument is false and a mistake. Because the whole purpose of why Hashem wanted all of the Gashmis and created all the Gashmis is that we should make out of it a dira for Hashem betachtoinim. And the Rebbe says, now we could also understand the dik, what we asked before, why it says, koyach mas of higid la'amoy. That is, in order to remove this argument and the complaint of the goyim, it's not enough just to say that Hashem is the one that created the world. Masov, higid la'amoy, because on the contrary, that's their whole point. That's their whole argument, that since Hashem is the one that created it, so then why are you stealing it into Kedusha? Rather, what the word koyach means, koyach means the inner energy. Koyach means the inner potential. Koyach means what it's really all about. In other words, what's the purpose, the pnimius of all things going on? Koyach masav higid We know what the tachlis of everything is. And that's also what the word higid says there. But why doesn't it say omar or something similar, as we asked before? The word higid, chassidus explains, is also from a lotion of hamshach, of drawing down. In other words, Hashem drew down and gave over to the Yidden, the pnimius, the koyach. To reveal the inner aspects of all the actions of creation. And that's that through the avoid of Bnei Yisrael, we have the ability to transform those actions, Hashem's creation, into Kedusha. And that's the Pshat, Losses Lemnachos Goyim, the Ebishta gave us the inheritance of the nations that we should transform it, as said before. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we could also understand the Arichus in the way Rashi asks the question. Rashi says, The Torah should have not started. But only from Achoydish Hazelochem, that's the first mitzvah that the Yidden are commanded. So why does it start with Bereshus? The Rebbe says there seems to be a little bit of a redundant expression. It should have just said the Torah started with Bereshus and not from Achoydish Hazelochem for the following reason. Why do we have to go into this whole question? So the Rebbe says Rashi is trying to emphasize and to elaborate that yes, the world was created by the Abishter in its natural way, in a way that it seems to be connected to the Goyim. Yeah, as we said, the purpose is that Yidin are going to transform it through Torah and mitzvahs, through the first mitzvah that the Yidin are given. But the Abish to create it in a way where there is a need for avoided, there's a need for a conquering, there's a need for negating the argument and the question of the Goyim. And that's what Rashi is saying. There seems to be a problem, there seems to be a question that we need to negate. And that's the attitude that we're dealing with over here. And Rashi comes along and removes the question, answers the question. He says, Adraba, on the contrary, the Torah, which is really the purpose, the koyach within all of the creation, starts. And the whole point of Torah is to negate this sort of concealment, this sort of question, this sort of concealment that's within the creation that seems to be blocking on the inner potential of the creation. This is what the Torah is coming to do. And start specifically with this idea to bring down and to reveal that koyach and that tachlis, the koyach within the creation, to draw down a likos into all Gashmi's different things.